This podcast is brought to you by Facebook. Facebook is strengthening security during elections by increasing political ad transparency, blocking fake accounts before they have a chance to do harm, and reducing the spread of false news. Learn more at facebook.com slash action plan. From Washington, this is Political Theater, Roll Call's review of the spectacle of politics on Capitol Hill and across the country. I'm Jason Dick. Director Matthew Heinemann's new movie, A Private War, arrives in theaters on November 9th. It will be the feature debut for Heinemann, the Academy Award-nominated director of the documentaries City of Ghosts and Cartel Land. The film stars Rosamund Pike as the late war journalist Marie Colvin, whose dispatches from places like Sri Lanka, Iraq, Afghanistan, and Syria, where she was killed in 2012, gave life to the world's grimmest conflicts. I spoke to Heinemann and Pike in Washington recently as they swung through D.C. to screen their picture. One of the things, thank, by the way, thank you very much for, for being on the podcast, um, Rosamund Pike and, and Matt Heinemann. Matt, you and I have talked a lot about your previous films, Cartel Land and uh, um, City of Ghosts last year. And, uh, you know, these are films that you both talked at the Washington Post event about the sort of the realism and the visceral kind of reality that mimics almost what... Uh, Marie's feelings about like showing the human costs were of war, and I wonder how is it, is that just inescapable when you're doing a project like this to to be thinking about this these human costs? I mean, does it almost get distracting in a way? Like, you, to you, do you have to sort of um, like like a journalist, you know, kind of try to separate yourself just so you can finish your job, just hit your marks, if you will, instead of being kind of overwhelmed by what some of the stuff that you're seeing. For my part, I, I think my responsibility was to take it in in quite a profound way. I think my job was to focus pretty strongly on it because it's not my world. And, you know, I had to do directly the opposite, which was bring it all in in order to then work out how one might process it. Um, so I think in the early stages of preparation, my job was to really see and not flinch from seeing. Paul Conroy, the photo, the photographer who Marie was with when she died, um, he showed me some of his images, un, you know, unedited images, the images that wouldn't ever make the front page, and, you know, really brought home to me a new level of the violence of war, you know, of images that I will never be able to get out of my head, I don't think, you know. One of the things that you said um, at the, at the post-event uh, last night, too, struck me was that you feel like an actor's job is somewhat too, uh, similar to a journalist, which is to not make yourself part of the story. Uh, and I, that struck me, I mean, as, a, as a journalist, that struck me as, as something I hadn't thought of in terms of being an actor because, you know, actors can be, um, sometimes they do kind of make it, a, you know, it's hard to watch I a Jack Nicholson is, movie and not think yeah, that's Jack no, Nicholson. No, I think there are different types of actors. I think there are real movie stars who, who have made a business of, of delivering and delivering again a certain quality that audiences are always seeking. And I really admire that. I just don't think that's the kind of actor I am. Um, I think it's it's really an act or an e a lesson, an exercise in disappearing. I think one is motivated by a very deep fascination with other people and, you know, connecting with humans on a very human level and bringing some sort of knowledge and understanding of something essentially human to the viewer. And um, I realise it is very close to the practice of, of, a, of a good journalist who seeks to understand something that you don't previously understand. I mean, I tend to come to all my roles with with a kind of, you know, consciousness of my own naivety. 
and, and then I delve, you know, whether it was playing an FBI agent as I did last summer and, you know, just went in open-minded into the world of the FBI, the New York FBI, or whether it was playing Marie and, um, and trying to embody her totally, be that, you know, head positions, facial expressions, hand movements, body posture, walk, smoking, ev everything. Um, I sort of didn't, I mean, I like the scenes where there's sort of no vestige of me left, really. Uh, your, uh, um, your movies tend to strike a chord, particularly in, in a place like Washington, where they're, you know, the, the, the issues that they're covering are part of the, the debate, whether it's the war in Syria or, um, I mean, cartel land certainly would be something that could be, you know, a, a topic of discussion. You know, we have a president who is trying to sort of make an issue of immigration through, my, through Mexico and, and throwing in the context of there being crime and so forth. Um, and I wasn't aware until last night that your mother was a journalist, too. So, I mean, like, just talk a little bit about your approach to these. I mean, you, you seem to be, again, sort of attracted to uh, issues and topics that are not easy ones to talk about. Yeah, I guess, you know, I feel such a, I don't know, responsibility. Um, and I guess a, a privilege to be able to tell stories, um, no matter what form they are. And to dive into a world every couple of years um, and to really explore that world. And I think what fascinates me about doing that is, is taking something that's so complex, that's blasted around the headlines. Um, and I think, you know, whether it's the you know, Mexican drug wars or, or ISIS in Syria, and, but I think these are things that people keep at arm's length. You know, these are topics that people sort of talk about and you know there's a photo that emerges and it hits social media for a day and then it sort of goes away and I think for me trying to find a way to you know find the human stories the human faces uh, amidst it all and and hopefully get people to to think and to care and to discuss which is very much what Marie Colvin tried to do too I mean the, the in your voiceover Rosamund I mean that that you you all hit that a lot yeah the, the big the hardest difficulty is is wondering whether enough people will care when your story reaches them Facebook's growing team of experts are dedicated to strengthening security during election season and beyond one way they're doing this is by using artificial intelligence to proactively block fake accounts before they have a chance to do harm. Learn more about their ongoing efforts at facebook.com slash action. You talk about arm's length. Your movies are not arm's length. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're, you're there, and even in a, a feature film like this one, I mean, I felt like I needed to dust off the plaster after that, <laughs> after that movie, you know, from the from you know being in in Homs or or a place like that, and I, or that I smelled like cigarette smoke, or that I was drunk, you know. <laughs> Talk about that. I mean, because that's that's something that it's there. There is just this visceral quality. Is that is that coming from working in documentaries, or is it just like you know, is that what you've always been looking toward? I mean, yeah, I guess it's the same sort of goal. I guess that I had in my docs that I had in, in this film, um, which is. There's a real just feeling that you have when you're in a place, whether it's you know in the dark desert night of Mexico with a group of masked men cooking meth, or you're in an emergency room in Virginia with a suicidal patient, or filming this film you know with a bunch of 
extras, Iraqi extras who were re reliving trauma, and you know Rosamund Pike and Jamie Dornan who had absolutely melted into these roles, and and, and feeling like we were this was all you know, we were creating an authentic real moment. You know, my goal is always to transport those feelings that I have out in the field, and in the edit room. Constant, you know, I say this almost every single second is. Let's try to allow people at least to feel what I felt when I was there and to, and to make them feel and care and think and be provoked. Because mm -hmm. um, I, I think that film has the ability to uh, you know, bring people together to provoke dialogue. Um, and that's why I feel very lucky to do this. Rosamund, this is your second Middle Eastern film this year. Uh, you, you did Beirut, uh, uh, well, that, it came out earlier this year. Um, did you, were you, are you starting to get to know your way around Jordan in, 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 these, uh, in these travels now? I'm, I mean, I'm always totally humble about, you know, the fact that the situation is constantly changing. The, 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 you know, the, the, the Middle East is a, it's a plethora of very finely tangled ideas, ideologies. Um, you know, you think you've got a grasp of it, you have a long car journey with one person getting one perspective and then you talk to somebody else who's equally convincing and it's to do with, you know, where you've lived, where you've grown up, who your parents were. It's, it's so intertwined. I, I don't know that anyone from our part of the world can fully be a scholar of it, really. Um, I mean, I went to Lebanon in preparation for this film um, with MAG, um, the mine advisory group, a landmine charity, just to put myself out of my comfort zone and to go into a place that I perceived as dangerous or a situation that I perceived as dangerous, you know, the country itself and certainly the areas that I was going, but also, you know, walking in active minefields because I wanted to, you know, test myself and also see how quickly one recalibrates and how something that's, you know, totally unthinkable becomes a new normal. Um, but, but but during, you know, as I was traveling around Lebanon, I, I did feel I'd got an understanding of, of, of the, some of the dialogues in that part of the world. And then, you know, we went to Jordan and I got a completely new set of ideas. So, you know, I, I think what cut through was always the stories of people, very much like it did for Marie. You know, it was always one person who, you know, telling their story, hearing their story makes you care. And that was what she knew, and that was what she transmitted to us back at home. She focused so incisively on, on the details, a shoe, a bracelet, an earring, just to connect it um, to you. And, uh, you know, I think that's, she was really sort of singular in, in that sense. November 9th, the movie comes out after it's, uh, after, three days after the election uh, for, you know, for our sort of U.S. audience, which... You know, I think it's a everybody's waiting for a little breather from from election-related news. Um, what else? Uh, what else have you are you working on? I'm doing a, a series on human trafficking right now, um, a, a documentary series, and I'm kind of yeah, dying to get back out in the field. To be honest. Well, thank you very much for taking a little time to to talk to Political Theater Podcast. But you know, I encourage our listeners to watch the movie. It's a bit of a it's not all just war. You know, there is some humor, as you alluded to in, 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 in your panel last night yeah. uh, at, at the Post. Um, yes. I certainly appreciate that as a journalist, uh, the uh, sort of some coping mechanisms. You know, we all yeah. gallows, gallows. And, gallows, and, and I think gallows, that was, yeah. we were some of those moments we found as we went along, you know, when they're under, you know, serious bombardment in homes, sheltering in this 
building where the top floor of the building has been shorn off and they say right last time I book a vacation on the internet <laughs> <laughs> and it's just those little moments and you just think yeah you've got to laugh at some point right thank you for joining us you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes NPR One Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and please rate us on iTunes for more on this and other stories visit rollcall.com or find us on Twitter at rollcall And join me on Sunday, November 4th, that's the Tuesday before Election Day, at the Miracle Theater on Capitol Hill at 6 p.m. I'll be hosting the very first Inside Elections movie night, and we'll be watching True Colors. It's a sleeper classic starring John Cusack and James Spader about a corrupt and somewhat crazy congressional campaign. See you there.